You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Welcome back to Team Talk. I'm Joe O'Neill. That is Sam Hauser. We're still uh, talking about the big win for the Lobo men's basketball team, 67-64 over the University of San Francisco. Now UNM, one of only seven teams in the country to remain undefeated. And joining us now in the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is the voice of the Lobos, Robert Portnoy. He was there courtside. And Robert, it wasn't easy, but somehow, sometimes I should say, a win like this can pay dividends down the road, man. Nitty-gritty win for the Lobos. Big time, Joe. Great being with you. Love that you bring us out of break with Boston. I was Jack. Now I'm even more pumped. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, this one was one of those that you look back on at the end of the year and you probably go, gosh, that was a game that that maybe the Lobos should have lost. And they figured out a way to win it. And I think that's what good teams do. Um, And that's what this team clearly is at this stage in the year. I mean, to be 10-0 and 0, uh, going into this game with Iona, really impressive first month plus of the season. No doubt. And we uh, we talk a ton about all the different players, top to bottom on the roster, but uh, I don't think enough credit has been given to Coach Richard Patino. And I, I know, you know, you work with him and you have to feel the same way, but um, he's been kind of under the radar, uh, but doing uh, an amazing job of pulling all the right strings and, and helping him get to 10-0, and 0, Rob. Speaking of pressing the right buttons as the head coach, I asked Coach Patino post-game yesterday, Joe, about a decision not to use Sebastian Forsling. You know, the opposition had two guys that listed at seven foot two. The Lobos have one seven-footer on the roster. It's the sophomore from Sweden, Forsling. And it would have been an interesting matchup. He liked the matchup better with Barima Sek off the bench at the four in place of Josiah when Josiah Alec got in foul trouble in the first half. Um, Barima was disruptive. He had a blocked shot. He was uh, causing problems with his defense, especially on the perimeter. Um, you know, he, he did give up a three-point play, but he gave significant minutes in the first half. It was not unlike the scenario that played out at St. Mary's when Alec had to step into the role of the five when Morris Udeze had two early fouls against the Gales. Uh, they went about it a little differently when, in fact, this time it was two fouls on Alec. But I thought even though they came out of the first half down seven, um, those were huge minutes that Coach Patino got from Sec. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, again, another example of, of pushing the right buttons there. Um, so, you know, it, it was a game in which uh, the Lobos had to pretty much adjust. I mean, University of San Francisco had been getting up and down in some other games this season, Rob, but uh, they decided to work the, the shot clock. I guess uh, they did not want to get caught up into this 80s or 90s game with the Lobos because we've seen all season what the Lobos are are, are able to do when it gets into that kind of flow. And um, obviously the strategy paid off, and you mentioned uh, that the Lobos were fortunate to win. Coach Richard Patino said the same thing. So uh, now, you know, those kind of games where you have to adjust to a different tempo uh, will prove, I'm sure, uh, to to benefit the Lobos when they get to conference play because there's some teams in the Mountain West that, that play that same style. Hey, we'll we'll beat you up, uh, you know, scoring in the 60s, low 70s, Rob. Fascinating, right, Joe? I think you really hit the nail on the head. Uh, These two teams, in terms of tempo coming into the game, were both top 40 in the nation, right? 
playing at a high pace, high possession games, scoring the ball at a high clip. Um, and you're right, it, it wasn't that kind of game. And, and it, it's pretty interesting that a team that was 8-2 and two and had been doing that pretty well and scoring nearly 80 a night decided they couldn't run with the Lobos. I think that's pretty interesting, but you're absolutely right. And, yes, it did pay dividends for them, and they controlled the game for, for much of the 40 minutes. But this one could be one in that way, like you pointed out, that sets you up to be better prepared for games like this down the road. And now we're just you know a, a couple of games away from starting conference play, and, and Colorado State in the league opener is around the corner. A lot to do on Sunday between now and then, and another one with Prairie View A&M, of course, still. But um, I'm sure that conference play is already in the back of the minds of the staff, and I wouldn't have any doubt at all if they're starting to prep for CSU already. Talking to Robert Portnoy, voice of the Lobos here on Team Talk. You know, we heard a lot in the postgame Saturday, Rob, after UTSA that San Francisco shoots a lot of threes as well, as many if not even more than than UTSA. And there was the whole talk in the postgame with Coach Patino of really having to learn what the Lobos did well second half against UTSA and carry that over last night with San Francisco. Did you see that play out with the Dons really not taking as many threes as maybe anticipated? Well, you know, it's interesting. In the final analysis, Sam, once the numbers all came out at the finish, the Dons were pretty much right on their averages. Okay. They, they averaged around nine threes made per game. They ended up shooting 29 um, in the final numbers. Uh, it's so much a part of what they do. And the interesting thing, too, is that they have multiple guys who can shoot it a couple of guys are volume guys, and then a couple of guys off the bench are really high-efficiency guys. And that was fascinating because the Lobos lost track of a couple of those players that don't get max minutes but contribute off the bench. And when they got their three-point opportunities, I'm talking about guys like Josh Coonan, who actually started the game but didn't play as much. He only played 10 minutes, and Isaiah Hawthorne, who played 12 minutes off the bench, they combined to go three of four from three. And those are the players that you don't expect to beat you, but they're in the scouting report. And you know when 11 and three are on court, you can't let them shoot. And unfortunately, they were able to you know, get some looks. The, the thing that really impressed me most about what the Lobos did was that there were several occasions there in the second half where they had a chance to tie or take the lead. I can recall two trips to the foul line, where they missed a second free throw when that would have tied the game. And USF kept them at bay. There was even a possession down one where the Lobos missed a shot to take the lead. And then USF pushed them back just a hair again. No discouraging you know, body language or anything like that from the Lobos. They, they just kept fighting. And ultimately, you know, Jamal Mashburn Jr. just took over the game down the stretch. Um, he was an absolute rock like he has been all year. He played a game-high 37 minutes and ended up with 23 points. Remember, he was just one of five in the first half from the floor. He made six field goals in the second half and went eight of ten from the free-throw line. Mash was amazing. And you mentioned it earlier, Rob Lobo surviving some of that first uh, halftime without Josiah Alec between fouls and a little bit of an injury situation. But I, I, I'm so enamored watching him every time he's on the floor as one of these new additions here for this Lobos team. The way that he can get up and down and defend any spot on the floor as one of the bigs. Where in your mind has he been the most valuable on the floor for the Lobos so far this year in, in his early time in, at New Mexico? 
So I'm going to talk about Udeze and Alec both. Sure. Because the, the, the two veteran additions, I think where Udeze has been most valuable is in his attitude. There, there's not a guy around the facility that has been more consistent with a positive outlook, a smile on his face, um, leader by example in every way, in the way that he conducts himself, and his approach. I mean, what is something that literally when the alarm goes off in the morning that you absolutely have the power to control 24-7, and, and that's your outlook. And Udeze leads that way. It, it certainly helps that he was the top scorer in the Mountain West going into last night's game. That makes for a fun first month plus of the year when you're averaging over 19 a game. But that's Udeze's number one contribution for me. The one that Alec brings, and, and I, I look at the Western New Mexico game as the perfect example where the Lobos are, are winning by 30 and Alec is still diving on the floor for loose balls. Right. We've had, we've had Alec on our postgame show multiple times already. Um, through a month plus, and the thing that he consistently does in terms of leading by example is the the, the hustle plays, the effort plays, the the unwavering want to Sam, and and it's not to say that there aren't a bunch of Lobos that play like their hairs on fire all the time. Jalen House immediately comes to mind, but Alec is willing to do anything. And, and he showed it even in a game that was completely out of hand that, you know, maybe you look back on it, it's like, okay, don't dive on the floor for that. The Lobos are leading by 30. But that's what he does. And when you're veteran guys, you're talking about a fifth-year guy in Udeze and Alec, a player who has three years of experience already under his belt. When they're doing those things to lead your team, what more can you ask for? No doubt, Rob. And uh, I've never seen a guy more excited to talk about setting ball screens for his teammates than Josiah Alec either, Rob. I mean, it's just, you know, he does all the little things. Uh, We already talked about his athleticism, his hands, his balance, all those things uh, that come along with it. All right, a great start for the Lobos, 10-0. Big game on Sunday at 4.30. You'll be there, uh, obviously, on the call there, Rob. Um, Just a minute or so left. But, uh, you know, you've been around sports a long time. You've got to be excited about this red out that they're having in the pit on Sunday. And then you'll be looking to your right and seeing a a Hall of Fame coach that's coached the Celtics, the Knicks, Kentucky, Louisville. Uh, It should be fun Sunday, Rob. Pretty unique scenario, right? I mean, you know, an 800-win guy coming in to coach against his son, and if anybody heard uh, Richard Patino in our post-game show yesterday talk about the way he's approaching it, he's like, you know, what is this going to change if I actually, you know, win this game? Yeah, okay, I, I beat my dad. The guy's a Hall of Famer. He's won 800 games. He's still the best coach in the family, and he smiled. It, it, it's just going to be intense. It's going to be uh, unbelievable, and I hope that everybody comes out. We want fifteen four eleven for the first time in a while at the pit, Joe. Yeah, no doubt. Mentioned also uh, seven Final Fours behind his dad, but uh, Richard's going to try and get there. No doubt about it. The two will be facing off on Sunday. Thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us, Rob. Robert Portnoy, voice of the Lobos. You can hear him calling that game on Sunday on 770 KKOB uh, on uh, at uh, 430. Um, so anyway, all right, that's going to do it. When we come back, we've got the top five at five. We've got True or False Tuesday in the uh, this next hour as well. We're going to open it up to everybody, uh, and we've got some amazing prize packs, including a family four-pack to the New Mexico Bowl on Saturday night between SMU and BYU. We're out of here. ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 
Flip Taurus, owner of Happy Days Motor Company. Fall is here, temperatures are falling, just like our prices. Good credit, bad credit.